live. Live episode 80, Beer Rap and Banner. How you doing, gentlemen? Very good. Very well, thanks. It's Beer Rap and Bants at Beer Rap Bants, Beer Rap and Banner at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. The podcast, it keeps on giving. Episode 80, Cal. Can you, can you imagine? 80 episodes deep. Yeah, honestly, I feel like we could be doing more. But yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. To, it's a good milestone, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we could always be doing more in life, but I'll be more guessed at a hundred. Hundred just seems like a, a more excitable number. But it's a milestone, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's a real milestone, like a hundred. Yeah, hundred episodes over the eight, years. Eighty-five so, is solid, though. Eighty is eighty is solid. Yeah. So if you've been listening to us from episode one, big up. If you've only just jumped on board, safe. I go by the name of Ben English. How serious? And Ryan, don't be a dick. Ryan, I can see your hands in. The, are you doing an OnlyFans account? Because I can see your hands in the little window thing on the Skype chat. Ryan said OnlyFans. <laughs> but after I was doing OnlyFans, woo wee, I'd make big money. You saw pictures of your feet. Listen, people are making big money out there. There's a potential yeah. second lockdown. Money to be made. What would you sell? What part of your body would you sell? Your feet? 100% my feet because the foot fetish community is massive it's a, it's can, a, it's a, it's a real popular can men kick. can men actually sell feet pics I thought that was something exclusive to women that's your mistake nothing is exclusive to women trust me thousands of years guys have been selling body parts wow anything, anything can go so you're selling feet yeah that's mad it's doable man it's doable only fans. There's a lot of money to be made. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot. How you guys doing anyway? I know I asked that, but is everyone? Did everyone have a good week and whatnot? Good weekend. Tier two lockdown in the UK. Tier three lockdown. The government is saying, stay back in your house. Yeah, it's a, it's a Sunday we're recording now, so um, Sunday vibes. Listeners can probably hear it. Just everyone sounding chilled out, relaxed. Uh, Sunday vibe. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the lockdown for me, man, the lockdown measures just do seem a bit ridiculous with these tiers. Um, so I'm, from what I, from what my understanding of it is, it's a three tier system. If you're in the tier three, that's the highest level. And it's like everything has to shut down, restaurants and bars closing down. Um, we've already got that rule of six coming in. You know, people are only supposed to congregate in um, their support bubbles and, and not meet up in groups for more than six. And so if you're in tier three, which I think Manchester's just gone into tier three, damn, that is, that is a pain. I mean, I've only been out every now and again since lockdown is, uh, has been initiated. And it's been, it's been strange. It's been a strange experience, like going out to eat and going out to have a drink and stuff. Um, but, you know, the businesses are struggling, like... I've heard uh, some radio show call-ins and I've heard some of the business owners talking about how much they're struggling. So if a second lockdown hits in Manchester where they've gone tier three, there's going to be some business closures for sure. Mm. It's never unfortunately. It's mad. They timed it in ready for half term. So obviously half term and then a week of school for other people, other schools, two weeks. So it's circuit breaker. Just everyone to have to wash their hands and be safe, man. Just be careful. Maybe think twice about where you're going to congregate or what you're going to do. Like I've stopped like football in the week, 
the missus says probably not the best idea at the minute to be kicking ball with everyone else. So to put these things on hold, man. Absolutely. It's a shame. It's a shame. But yeah, man, we're upbeat. We're upbeat. Um, what's this first thing, Karen? What's this question you want to kickstart? Uh, Hang on, I just wanted to say before we oh. moved on, uh, there was a gym that was fined £38,000. Um, body tech fitness in Moreton, Wirral. 38,000? Right. Did he refuse to pay it? Hang on, I've got this story in, in Sky, Sky News here. The owner says he stayed open, not for the money, but for our members' mental and physical well-being. <laughs> um, oh, okay, so the story, so the, the, the fine is 1,000. <laughs> oh, cool. But more than £38,000 has been donated to the gym that ended up getting fined. Um, so they received a £1,000 penalty after it defied Tier 3 restrictions that came into force in the area on Wednesday. Genius. Like, Fuck Genius. the lockdown. I'm staying open. They got fired. Oh, and then their, their members came and supported them. But it's, 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 I'm surprised that like it's just a fine and it's not an actual mandatory shutdown. Because what's the point in, in having these rules and restrictions... And then you just hand out a one grand fine. And you're really supposed to be shutting down the whole establishment. Um, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it should be harsher, um, honestly. Um, he- he's chatting shit. He did it for the well-being of above. Learn out your equipment. If you can't open, say you can take it home for two months at this rate. Loan it out. I, I, to, to bring those people all together, congregate in the same space was very silly. Like mental health and well-being. No, the, come on, man. There's a lot of people out there whose whole identity revolves around being a gym rat. So for them not being able to go to the gym, their whole lifestyle has been destroyed. Like, who are they now? Do you know what I mean? They're the person that always talks about getting those gains and protein shakes and amino acids and all the supplements they use. And You know what I mean? And that's their whole, they're so into it. They go to the gym, they talk to everybody about that. That's their whole lifestyle. And they they realise they've got nothing else, nothing else to contribute. They're like, <laughs> so yeah, their mental health must be flagging. They must be all over the place, looking in the mirror in the morning, like, who the hell am I? <laughs> <laughs> a, tear, Imagine... a, tear, a tear running down their eye while they're trying to lift weights in the mirror, just like, nothing there. There's nothing in their hands, no weights. They're lifting a croissant or something. Trying... <laughs> like, filled up a bottle of water trying to do bicep curls with it and shit. Like, oh, shit. Well, imagine... Um... The mental health of a child who has lost a parent or a grandparent because their dad wanted to go to the gym or mum wanted to go to the gym. It's, 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 it's deeper than that. It's deeper yeah. than that. You, you, can, you can... You should have found another way. You should try to yeah. find another way. People need to... Yeah, there's stuff to do, you know... <clears throat> there's stuff to do at home or people need to be thoughtful of others. That's, that's the whole thing, like, what you're wearing a mask and you're keeping your distance for other people if you may not necessarily believe it or want to do whatever but think about your family think about your friends so it's bigger than you it's bigger than bigger than the person um yeah man just everyone to stay safe it's mad out there mad times definitely equalized it is mad times and um yeah I, 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 i think the government really have been a little bit weak in this instance if you're gonna implement these measures then at least enforce a lockdown in it don't make it like it's an optional lockdown yeah, little dibby dibbies. If you want to stay open, you, you know, just you're gonna have a fine. Like, nah, man, mandatory close. Shut, shut everything down, then, innit? If if you're supposed to be 
making people be aware that there's a virus out there and to kind of uh what's the what's the correct phrase to use it's restricting the movement of people and and contact tracing tracing how much contact there is people have to sign in when they go into restaurants and bars and stuff um so that there can be a record of who was in what place and then if if an outbreak pops out then you can see these are the people who was there these are the people who are potentially infected or going to continue to spread the infection all right these are good measures to take but if you're going to shut the places down actually shut them down don't just say if you don't shut down you're going to get fined. yeah i've, I've been using the track and trace like when i'm going into <clears throat> i went to a restaurant yesterday where i am because where i am is not it wasn't tier two it was exempt so i'd still had family went for a meal but um even that, you got to wear your mask everywhere and just be careful. So people are going to live their lives, but just just be careful. I think people have had enough of the government who haven't got their shit together. And it's one rule for people in, in Parliament who can break the law. And then there's one rule for the public and the North and South divide and London. London will be its own thing. Have you seen about this extending the North Circuit, extending the um, congestion charge? Yeah, yeah I, I always knew it was coming, man. Like... I always knew that one day the whole of London would be in the congestion charging zone. And yeah. it's like, it's looking like it's getting there now, isn't it? Mm. It's it goes up to Wood place. Green. Huh? It goes up to Wood Green. Yeah, they're going to extend it till it's the whole Stratford. North Circle. It, it looked like the whole of... I thought what they would do is they would do it in the uh, the transport for London zones. So, because first of all, it was zone one. And then I thought it would extend to zone two and then to zone three. But it looks like it's gone all the way out to like Stratford and Woodgreen and Zone 3, straight away. Wembley, straight North Cirque. Anything inside the North Cirque is going to cost you 20 odd pounds to come and visit for the day. London's going to be like its own sovereignty or state, like Barcelona or Monaco. And it's where the parliament is, it's where the money is. They they always make decisions with no regard to the North um, (laughs) or other parts. And this is going to be its own thing. So. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, City of London's a sovereign state already anyway. But Yeah, but we've on that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know what? I just think it it's further evidence that it actually doesn't make sense driving if you live in London. It's just getting less and less mm. easier to do it. So maybe now people start need to start thinking about alternative modes of transport. If and it's, the car. It's, it's 24 hours as well, isn't it? No, sorry, it's every day, sorry. Like... Uh, even on a Sunday where people would drive to the West End or and around to do business or shopping, now even it's extending then, so... Oh, I didn't know that, man. It's getting peak, and even the site, everyone on their bike, so peak times. Get out. <laughs> yeah, get, get out a bicycle if you can. Go cycle, it's green. I've been on a bike, man. Best thing for it. That's it, the more cycle paths, more cycle paths, more health. So, yeah, it's interesting the way the government are just manoeuvring things now forcing people into into doing certain doing certain activities or staying away from because I wouldn't want to drive in London now like having not been in London now I wouldn't want to I'd just get the train like everyone else now the trains are going to be crowded as hell yeah oh here you go yeah yeah trains have been peak when I've been commuting to work man yeah Hammersmith and City Line Jubilee Line Central Line sticky Is what it is. Yo, right. so I got I got a little distracted because uh, 
just catching the tail end of this Sheffield United or Fulham game. Mitrovic should have scored, man. Damn. Fulham are winning. They should have, they've, they've created a good couple of chances for him in the last, say, 20 minutes of the game. And this one now, I think it was that look when you boys were just talking about, whipped in a great ball on his left. And uh, Mitrovic, <clears throat> little header, just missed the whole target. Didn't even, didn't even get it on target. Yeah, Fulham are finished. Just yeah. be done, Fulham. Just be done. You're not, you're not confident for this level. You haven't been for a while. The confidence ain't there. Confidence ain't there. Um, well, let's see what happens. You never know, man. They might get a second win and turn things around. Um, maybe Lookman can help to, uh, you know. You know, sometimes when, when you get the fresh faces in, that's what helps to galvanise the rest of the squad. Yeah, they've got Loftus-Cheek in there as well. Shout out to Ash. He's helped to galvanise us a little bit since he's coming. He's playing football today, I think. Needs to be careful with that. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Why should he be playing in a, in a mask? Bro, I was going to go football back to football about three weeks ago, but then Sadio Mane got coronavirus and I was reminded I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> if Sadio Mane can get it, anyone can get it. <laughs> I'm saying. That's like Terminator it's... getting a cold. It's like, this, this shouldn't happen. I don't understand what the... What's going on here? But it's yeah, not right. and everyone's having their flu jabs now at work and stuff, and it's just like, mm, mm, not me. Are you not going to get the coronavirus vaccine? What vaccine? There's no vaccine yet, is there? They're testing it in London. They can they can test it and let me know how they get on with that. <laughs> so uh, I, I did hear some talk about plans to 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 make a mandatory vaccination next year for a certain amount of people in the UK to have this vaccination by a certain date. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the clinical trials are ongoing at the moment and it's, 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 it's coming, man. The vaccine's coming and it should be just like a flu jab, really, shouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, people, are, all... people are indifferent about that. I mean, if they want to get themselves, you know, if they want that, that's, that's, that's their own prerogative. But hopefully they build up this immune system, immunity system um, to help everyone. But, yeah, not me, mate, not me. Until you want to go on holiday and you make it mandatory. Uh, <laughs> until, you want to go, until you want to go to Tenerife and they say, you're not coming into our country unless we can guarantee you've had the jab. And then you're not going to be stuck at the airport with a needle in your arm. <laughs> like a heroin yeah. addict, innit? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm nasty, I'm my arm trying to find a vein. <laughs> I just want to go to Tenerife. I've already been there anyway. Fuck it, overrated. Like holiday place, that's it. No, I've never been. It's all right. My first lad's holiday was there at 17. 17? Mm-hmm. I've never done one of those lad's holidays. Not, not a was, one. Yeah, well, it wasn't like, it was like a mix of like lads and girls from school and there was about 12 of us and it was, uh, it was good, man. I think it was my first holiday away from home. Yeah. It was all right. It was all right. It was fun. Good, it was a lot good of fun, fun, man. Good fun. I don't like the way you just kind of shitted on Tenerife like that because there ain't nothing wrong yeah, with it. No, I'm right? I'm only nice joking. Place to, to go and relax, not just even for the for the lads' holidays. Good place to go and relax. I know, I know. I'm shitting. I'm, I'm only joking. There's a lot of those places, Canary Islands and whatnot. But um, that's a good point, Ryan, you're making. Like countries will say, look, you can't come in until you've had it. Then they're, again, we're getting forced into doing something that we may not want to do. Like I said, we don't read the T's and C's. Everyone's been unlocking their, their phones with their face for the last three years. And their thumbprints, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And the TV's new iPhones that need the battery. You need to buy the battery pack and the AirPods separate and everything. Oh, yeah, of course. Maximise your profits.
it's Apple stuff, man. They've been doing it for a generation. Mm-hmm. Well, this whole, yeah, this whole face recognition and thumb recognition and turning your face into an emoji and stuff, that's just a, that's another play, but go deep. Deep as the abyss. You're going quite mm-hmm. deep Sunday. Reflective, isn't it? Mm. It's that quiet Sunday kind of vibe, isn't it? I don't think, yeah, we're not drinking. Well, I had a drink yesterday, but no. <gasps> I'm drinking tea. What are you guys drinking? I've got my green tea. Vimto. Oxygen. I didn't even get a drink. I killed myself. Is that a hot Vimto? <laughs> no, cold. Hot Vimto is a nighttime thing. This is a, a ice cold. Okay. You love Vimto, innit? Proper, like. That's so black, man. That's such a black drink. <laughs> yeah, but then Purple Ronnie, man, he got me. <laughs> oh, um, someone mentioned reflecting. Uh, uh, someone else who's been reflecting uh, is Arsene Wenger, reflecting on his time as a football manager in his autobiography, Life in Red and White. My Life in Red and White. Can't Anybody read it? No, I bought it. I got it and delivered last week. Um, and then I shared the PDF. Which Ryan made a good point about people are sharing like you sort of yeah nothing sacred. It's it's a shame in a way it's good but in a way it's a shame because people should support. But we realise appreciate that not everyone might have the, the money to to go out and buy a book. So I'm looking forward to it. I've added it to my my list of books to read. I've got a few books to get underway. Well, I'm a huge fan of open source and bootleg life. You know, <laughs> uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm glad that. It's accessible to people because there's going to be some absolutely vital information in this book. I've read the prologue and just like a couple of pages so far. Um, and even in the prologue, he was dropping gems and jewels. Everybody knows how much I love Arsene Wenger. He's literally my dad. Um, I followed his philosophies uh, and his principles my whole life. And I feel like I've done all right uh, by just kind of being inspired by his ideas. And this book, for me, it's like it's going to be like a Bible, man. It's going to be like Arsene Wenger, everything you need to know about Arsene in this one book. So I'm really excited that the book is out. The prologue is amazing. The rest of the book is going to be dope. I think everyone should read it, not even just people interested in football. Right, you read it. I'm going to read it because you've... Uh, yeah, yeah, no, me and Chelsea fans are relevant. Uh, he's a great manager. He changed the face of the game. I'm not... I'm not um... He's a great man. He might be. I haven't read the book yet. He might be stamping on kittens. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get through a few chapters before I start shit and saying he's great. But um, no, I listened to an interview he had on um, another podcast and he sounds like a great geezer, man. Mm. He's talking about his life experience, talking about how he came from a little village of a horse and a car and to where he is now, it's a remarkable journey and, and how everyone holds him in such high regard. Yeah, Definitely worth little... a read. So I'm, great, I'm grateful for the PDF because... I feel like I should, I should still buy it. I might just buy the audio book. It's one of them. It's one of them that you need in your you need in your uh, your collection, regardless of if you buy it or you've got it, like you said, as an audio um, selection. So yeah, it's something to read. There's going to be a lot of people reading it over the next few weeks. He's been all over the place. He was on Graham Norton. He was on a few podcasts, like you said. Um, he was in newspapers. I think the Observer or, or and there's another newspaper that's serialising it. I shared a little, uh, yeah. little video that he did with like a little interview he did with the BBC. I shared that on our Twitter. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, obviously when you've got the book out, you got to go on the road, you got to do the promo. 
So he's going to be about promoting his new book. Um, and uh, I'm going to catch all of those little interviews and stuff that he's done. But just not yet, man. I want to make sure I read the book first. Be good, man. No spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, everyone knows how it ends anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, being fired. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said this one thing where he said the. Uh, He's kind of like uh, him and Arsenal. Uh, he's, he feels like a man that got divorced from his wife and now he no longer sees his children, but he still loves them. <laughs> That's classic Arsenal Wenger, man. What a metaphor. That's the, it, it could have added in that. If we, were, if we were successful, then he could have been like, but it's like watching your wife getting cuckold through the window. getting that. <laughs> <laughs> Grease! First grease of the day. <laughs> on a Sunday. What a yeah. greasy image it is, I know. On a Sunday. Sunday on a lunch. Sunday. Grease. Grease. Sunday grease. Turf. Based in the turkey. Oh, based in his wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got a poor connection. If my, my wife goes. For, um, for based right there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Did any of you like talking about Greasy? Did any of you like catch the uh, the Graham Originals virtual showcases? No, I didn't. No, I saw the link. I saw the link on um, uh, Bigger Man posted it as a producer for them. And Big Up Sharky Major and the whole team putting together these live streams and these showcases because there's been a number of showcases. And I think Skepta did one with Maximum for the No Mercy. And I know One Extra have been doing ones recently. So the Graham Originals. Um, I'll have to have to go back and watch it. So I'll be interested to see to see their songs, to see what else they do, rather than just spraying bars that are fifteen years old or whatever. Which is cool in a rave, maybe. But if it was a showcase, I'd like to hear some songs and a bit more, a bit more something different, if that's fair to say. I know Lioness did something. They got DJ Lioness. Um, yeah. What's your thoughts on that? Um, did anyone see it? Cal, did you see it? Uh, I, I caught a little piece of the documentary they put together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which looks good. You know, they're talking to some of the, the biggest players in, in the grime scene, you know, your, your Devlins and um, your Gets and, and, you know, new people like this, uh, Flo Dan. Um, yeah, that looked good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's going to be fire to watch the whole uh, thing. And... Uh, they're having a series of events as well. Like, I just think it's dope that during this time when the arts has been completely crippled, people are finding new ways that it's forcing innovation. People are thinking, oh, how else can we, can we keep uh, doing our thing? And, and you know, and people are, are going to live streaming and doing these live streaming events. Like, you know, as a consequence of lockdown, we've had the, the versus battles, haven't we? Like, if there was no mm-hmm. corona, we would have never had any versus battles. And we've had some classic moments in music culture because of that. And, That's uh, quiet, isn't it? The versus thing. That's going to be quiet at the moment. Um, yeah, I, I still haven't seen that Gladys Knight and Paley Bill yet, actually. Um, I need to catch that. Mm. Do you want to see it? Do I want to see it? I mean, yeah, that's the old girls. Like, I, I listened to some of their music uh, as a youth. Um, and, um, yeah, so some of their songs are very, like, very nice. It's Sunday music. It's like a day like this when you're just chilling at home. You know, you can put on, like, a, a bit of Patty LaBelle and just relax. Mm-hmm. You know? If you want if you want some good Sunday vibes there's, um, to watch, there's a Teddy Pendergrass documentary on, on BBC iPlayer that I really mm-hmm. recommend. Um 
come from his time in Harold Melvin and the I want to say Blue Notes and then his solo stuff but uh, amazing voice and then some you, you get to hear like the hip hop samples that like Kanye used and other people used in some of the music so there's a nice little link there but big up going back to Grime Originals big up the documentary and also the live showcases and everyone doing their live their live stuff as well like you said Cal people having to re not reinvent themselves but think of something different I know um Jim Jones from the Dipset was doing this live. He's not live, sorry. He's providing this recording service now from your home um, where you can get uh, verses and shout-outs and mixes, and it's just it's all sent from everyone's home studios and stuff. He said it was like Uber. He said it was like the recording, the, uh, the, the Uber version of recording music, if that makes sense. Uh, kind of. That, that it's a good idea, man. You're like, like he's a hustler, isn't he? He's getting his hustle on. So yeah, shout out to him. And I just want to shout out the next virtual showcase, which is actually kicking off tonight. Unfortunately, by the time the listeners listen to this, it would have already gone, wouldn't it? But you can uh, you can go onto the Gram Originals website on YouTube and you can catch the replay. And it's going to be hosted by Sharky Major and Logan Sama. And look at the lineup: Big Nasty, Flirter D, Devil Man, Badness, Dizzle Kid, and Sir Spiral. That's going to be banging. Mm, mm, mm. Sick. Might have to check it out. Well, I'll check it. I'll, I'll catch highlights of it. I saw some footage of Spyro doing a Birmingham set with some new, like, Birmingham MCs, which is good to see the second city representing because they, they held it down for a long period. Like, Graham was, was sort of in the wilderness in London and then with the Invasion crew and Stay Fresh mm. really holding it down for, for England. So a lot of top MCs to come out and producers as well. One of like um, this guy, uh, what's his name? Who's the grind producer? Massive Predator. Uh, Predator's massive, and C Four is massive. But then also, who did uh, Man Don't Care? Um, Swifter. Swifter's yeah, got to be up there for like the top yeah, top three selected man. So yeah, big up like the Birmingham crew and the Midlands crew. And then I saw some footage of Lord of the Mics. What's the latest one? Nine or something like that? I don't know. Always, always Midlands MCs representing. So wait, where have you seen that? I saw some, I saw some new footage, man. I'm out of loop. I saw you got a Graham podcast as well. <laughs> I'm just a producer. I don't really feature on that that much. But um, yeah, yeah, no, I'm definitely out of loop when it comes to Graham music, bro. Everything I do, everything I've said recently in regards to Graham is Dizzy Rascal sucks, and he's forgotten where he comes from. Oof. You're really sending for Dizzy, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did we touch on Did we touch on the Chipmunk Stormzy thing last episode? Pretty sure we did. Has he, has Stormzy hasn't replied yet, has he? No, he's still in the Chip's got a third one for him, hasn't he? Yeah, at, at this point, Chipmunk just needs to stop. I mean, yeah. Stormzy's not coming out of his hidey hole. Um, he doesn't have to. Stormzy doesn't have to say a single word. You don't think? He is the big, no, he's the bigger artist. Like, what, what we're coming on to is the respect of people who don't actually buy his music. But for his like, own for his own sort of self-worth within within the grime table. Has he ever called himself a grime kid? He has, hasn't uh, he? He got big so. off grime. He was hanging around with the grime lot and then he replied to Wiley, so why won't he reply to Chip? He doesn't have to reply to Chip. Like it's detrimental. 
it's detrimental for him to apply the chip. He shouldn't even recognise his, his existence. Just keep it moving. Wow. I mean, come on, man. He did reply to Wiley, so why can't he reply to Chip? But he doesn't want to. It's, it's just long. There's more fuel and more... more um, there's more to get out when it comes to Wiley. You can't really... No one knows nothing about Chipmunk. Really, no one knows nothing about Chipmunk. So, the crash wouldn't benefit... Stormzy, what's he going to talk about? But did he not like run up on the at to uh, at Chipsy Yard and shit and try to confront yeah, him? Exactly. So that's that's one down point for the clean boy. Well, of, I mean, he can talk Brian. about it. He could just drop a dub and say, "Bow, try to run up on your yard," and you didn't even want to come at you, little pussy. Or, and then not, that would just be like, pro- "Wow, that, that would be hard." Bro, he's on Jonathan Ross catching joke. Now he's going to run up on man's yard. No, <laughs> he's no, sir. headlining Glastonbury. That's what I'm saying, sir. You've got you've given yourself <laughs> a clean image. You've given yourself a clean image. You've sent people to uni and now you're talking about run up, run up a man's yard. That's not very... I thought you are seeing gospel. But that's where he comes from. That's, that's the road man, grime, flipping, I tell think, my man, shut up. I think, I, think what, I think what could work is, yeah, just to address that, obviously, like, we don't know the real ins and outs why he popped up in that area, but I think what would work is to, uh, to release a song that has either subliminals or has something... Not to release a dub or a clash because that won't sort of benefit Stormzy, but to release some sort of song where he's... He's making the indirects or whatever, and then that charts him as well. And that's the only way I can sort of see how it benefits Stormzy and it yeah. satisfies all the grand fans in a clash. Because like that verse for I don't know with Till Wayne is addressing Chip, but and it's a big verse, it's a banger, it's a massive tune. But could he he could do something like that in in in, in that regard if that makes yeah. sense? Yeah, give, give him a verse, give him a verse, give, give, him, him, a, give, him, a yeah, give him a verse in a in a song, a two a standard two two verse. Two chorus, chorus, whatever, quick, chip, diddy, chip, discreet in there that people know, and then that's it, keep it moving. That's how people used to do it back in the day, innit? Like, when people kind of felt like they're too big for the culture. Like, you know, like them Drake ones where, like, Drake will will jump on, like, a number one record with, like, Nicki Minaj or Lil Wayne or something, and then he'll just drop a couple of one-liners in the verse. Um, And so you'll feel like, oh, that's big, that's, that's a bigger move to take. Uh, because you kind of you've made a huge record, and the records come out, and everybody knows it, and everyone's going to be singing along with it in the club. And there's a little subliminal diss shot to this person that was trying to get at you that made a whole diss record to you. Um, so maybe that's taking the high road and, and not like tarnishing your public image and all this. But I'm not I'm not really I'm not really a fan of public relations or whatever, man. I like reality. And, you know, it is what it is, isn't it? Like, if you're someone who is actually going to run up on someone's yard... Like, you can make a, a record and talk about, listen, man, I came and ran up on your yard. Where was you? Just keeping it real like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, them, them people that release them run up in your yard songs, though, are usually drill artists, and then songs get used against them in court, and they're, and they're, sitting, down for, <laughs> they're sitting down for, like, a, a, a one to three or something. That's, that's what but they shoot themselves Think the about floor. it, though. Like, what did you actually do? If you think about charges, um, I mean, did you break and enter anywhere? Did you uh, assault anyone? Is there any aggravated assault or uh, GBH claims that you didn't do nothing. You just went down there and you just, you shouting like, come out of your yard, calm down, calm down. Nobody that's came down. That's a family down. home, man. You left. You don't, right, that's dead. That's dead. That's dead. That's dead. That's dead. That's dead. I'm not, I'm not condoning that behavior. Of course. I'm, of course, I'm of course, just saying course. that this is something that's, that's reportedly to have actually happened. 
So talk about it, innit? Like we we love reality and music. And me in particular, I'm I'm a huge fan of reality rap. Like that's why I like listening to bars where people are talking about their life, opposed to listening to bars where people are making up a whole story and and it's like you're you know what I mean you're like glamour glamorizing a culture that you know it's got nothing to do with you. You're just making up stuff. Um but you know, Stormzy's actually got something he can talk about here. He he can have a little diary entry. A little diary entry song um, where you can just reflect on what happened with Chip and what his point of view is. And I want to hear all of that, man. I don't want to see like a record with fucking Ed Sheeran and then just like a little subliminal diss to Chip on it. Like, <laughs> but anyway, different strokes. Isn't it? Make it work. Talking to music, so we'll just move on nicely. So Edna, this uh, Heady One album he's someone who sort of speaks a lot of what's happened in the past and real i know has anyone had a chance to listen to it yeah it went number one i think didn't it so big up heady one giving the fans that drill stuff uh after the success from his music and road and drillers and trappers projects he had gang as well which a lot of people didn't like i quite like that gang album it was different um but he's come back with edna which is a homage to his mum. So big up Eddie Wong. Yeah, the man that says girls like me because I look like Marlo from The Wire. Um, mm-hmm. I, th- I think it was you that brought me onto him in the first place to listen to that, that gang project there, Ben. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, from then, like, I was, I, I'm just like, he's a person that I kind of rate for being like the leader of his field and the innovator. Like, he's the one that drops those kind of skippy flows that everybody copies. Um, and you know, and he's gone on to work with Drake, and and he's doing big things, man. Like, I love it. Um, but it's just like, you know, like you might have a, a particular preference for a certain style of rap, mm. and I, I just don't think he's quite my cup of tea in that regard. I checked out the Edna project. Um, yeah, it's number one at the moment, so I, I think everyone's checking it out. And um, and I just I thought it was it was pretty damn good, man. There's a lot of songs in it, twenty tracks. Um, and my favourites were pretty much the ones with the features. The features on there are banging. Like, there's one with AJ Tracy and Storms that bangs. There's one with Young Ads from D-Block Europe that bangs. Uh, Skepta's on there, that bangs. Vorian Doll, I really like the one with Vorian Doll. That's got some bounce to it, man. That's yeah, she's sick. She's sick. Um, H goes in on that as well. Um, that's a nice tune. And and then there's one um, where it's like a very kind of like down tempo, kind of soulful joint. I forget the name of that track now, uh, but I did quite like that um, where he was just kind of just talking some some, you know, like just being kind of honest and reflecting. And he, he had a line that popped out where he said something like, "People say I always talk about jail, but that's all that I know." And I was like, "Rah, like you're just that guy, ain't it?" <laughs> <laughs> it's that guy. Um, is it all drill? Is it all drill type beats, or is it a mi- is it a mix? Do you think it's like like he did with the gang project that was quite experimental, or is it is it stuck to be- stuck to what he does best? You see, I, I, I'm going to firmly put it in that category of being alternative rap because that like like you say with that gang project, it was kind of left field, um, which I I found surprising. I thought it was surprise. I kind of like typecasted him I put him in this box like he's just going to be like just any random drill rapper just just talking about road all the time on hard beats but when I checked out the gang project I was like this is not what I thought it was going to be it was very like artistic um, 
And so I really appreciated that from Heady One. And again, on on this Edna album, it's a polished album. The production is varied. Um, there's some throwback samples that you might remember um, from like like Red Hot Chili Peppers and shit like that. Um, and uh, there's a, a range of, of tempos. There's like up-tempo, tempo kind of bouncy, hard tracks to just kind of down-tempo, soulful tracks. It's not all just one way. It's a very, very good, varied album, man. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it a, a solid three and a half, three and a half pints. I'm going to check it out. Definitely, definitely. I didn't go for my, my weekend run, so I couldn't get any music in, but now I'm on half term, so I'm going to, I'm going to take that in. I was playing, I've only just started to listen to the Benny, the new Benny the Butcher, bloody hell. It feels like every episode we're talking about something from Griselda, but... You are talking about Griselda at every episode. Well, come on, man. They're like, the guys, crew. well... Your favourite crew, is it? Come on. At the moment, yeah, 100%, 100%. Without without a shadow, and also they've got Beat Butcher as well, who's representing from the UK, and the, and the production, Alchemist, one of my favourite producers. Um, but this project is Benny and Hit Boy, uh, who did the Nas album. Um, so I've only got into it, sort of three tracks in, four tracks in, but I've been playing the Rick Ross record and the Freddie Gibbs One Way Flight. Obviously, a big Freddie Gibbs fan, so you can't go wrong there. Well, more of the same luxurious coke boy raps. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like a New York element, punchlines, wordplays there. You know you're getting you know you're getting with Benny the Butcher. So yeah, and Hit Boy's production is pretty sick as well. So they uh, arguments for producer of the year between him and Alchemist, so splits opinions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So two good projects, man. Not really uh, what else is this? Uh, deep, deep Europe. No word of That's a lie. The way that you talked about that Benny project, that really makes me want to check it out, man. Because yeah, I know Benny can rap. I know he can mm. rap. I know he's one of the and best the- in the uh, the Griselda camp in terms of like the way he he uh, he paints his pictures. Mm. Um, and the, music the way as you well, it's going to be production. more musically. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Because no, no, it's cool, man. I was just going to say, yeah, Hip Boy is he's one of these. These guys that works with everybody, he's worked with so many different people. He's one of the mm. one of the probably one of the biggest young producers in hip hop, period. So for for Benny to actually get to that point where he can do an album with Hit Boy right now, after like you said, he's just done an album with Nas. Um Benny's just just climbing in it. He's just climbing up, like leveling up. So and yeah. it sounds like it's gonna be a dope fucking listen, man. Shit. Well, it goes back to what we were saying about listening to one artist and one producer work exclusively and make a project together. Like Jay did it with No ID, Kanye. Um, all right, some of the Kanye stuff was a bit hit and miss with yeah. Nas, but it worked okay with Pusher. Um, so yeah, just one, one producer. And he, he, he plays a lot of, you know, he plays a lot of the stuff. It's, it's, it's from what I've heard, it's, it's good, man. It's sick. People are sort of maybe saying album of the year, but that's, you know, Every time a new project comes out, they say an album of the year. So definitely check that out, man. I like. Yeah, I might, I might just do that. I like. I might just do that. I might just do that. What you been listening to, Ryan? Uh, I'm, all, I'm all over the gaff. I've, I've been um, nothing in particular. No one album. No one genre. All over the place. You more of a playlist guy. Yes, sir. He's a DJ. 
Yeah, man, that's what I'm saying. It's hard for me to focus on one type of music. I think the last tune I added to my playlist was probably uh, Girl from Bahia, from Jevon. Mm. Bad, bad boy artist. Big, big fan. Been a big fan of him for about six, seven years. Yeah. So yeah you have to show it in the group. I will do indeed. Choose flaps. Yeah, there's, there's there's so much music at the moment and so many of these playlists, like so many um, companies, corporations, organizations that have just started to focus on, you know, just trying to get a little piece of the rap music culture and, and have their own little playlist come together and stuff like that. Um, there's all kinds of curated content out there. And I think it's a great time to be a musician, man, to be a rapper or to be a producer. Because even if you don't have an album out, I mean, we like to kind of listen to albums and review albums. I love having my listening sessions to one particular album. Um, but even if you, you know, you're not putting albums out, you can put singles out and you can get them on video games and I know the FIFA soundtrack's like pretty damn good as well, man. The FIFA 21 soundtrack is banging. Um, and there's loads of artists with just, you know, you might not know who they are and they just drop a one song on there, you know, and that's going to get played over and over and over again and they can make uh, a, a good bit of revenue from that kind of thing. Mm. Um, so playlists are, playlists are a wave, man. Like if you just get a one tune on a, on like an Apple Music playlist or something or on a Spotify playlist, you know, one of those ones where as soon as you turn on Apple Music or Spotify, that playlist mm-hmm. is being promoted. And so people are just going to click on it to see, you know, you know, you know, like those kind of yeah. big titles, like uh, hot new music and uh, uh, best rap, best rap, best UK rap and stuff like those kind of playlists. Get a track on there. You're good to go, man. You're laughing. Mm, mm, mm. You're talking about the, the industry is suffering. The music industry is suffering. They're telling people to reskill. Damn. I mean... Nobody's eating like they used to eat right now, because uh, for artists, the performance side of it is really big. I think Wiley came was, uh, you know, Wiley likes doing these little videos, and it, and there was one of these rants he had the other day where he said something like, "Corona has leveled the playing field. Like nobody, nobody's bigger than than nobody right now because mm. nobody can." Pop- and perform. Nobody can go onto a stage like Glastonbury and then and then seem like they're a much bigger artist than another one. Everybody's just at home, just doing live streams and stuff. So, in a way, it might actually be it might actually be a way of the lesser known rappers being able to be seen on the same level as the the better known rappers. Because all you need to do is drop it. If you've got a studio at home and you can, you know, send everything to your mix engineers, they can master it. You can still record, you can still put music out um, and you can still be, you know, having music put out on these playlists and still be seen on the same level as as someone like a Stormzy or uh, whoever else is in the, uh, or like a uh, Heady One. Yeah. It's an open, open playing field. Just talking FIFA. Did you get the new FIFA 21? I'm actually playing it right now. Don't know if you can tell. Yeah, tricky. Okay. <laughs> well, I couldn't tell because your input has been so detailed. I thought, you know, it's... yeah, I can focus on two things at once. Is it um? Is it good? The playlist Great. is usually the playlist is usually the thing that stands out to hear loads of UK acts. 
Yeah, you get French artists. You, you must get different artists from all over the world, depending on like the language and the settings or where you are, do you think? Or is that just me just looking into it too deep? I mean, there's always been foreign, there's always been foreign language tunes on FIFA, so it wouldn't yeah. surprise me. I'm going to have a look at the track list now. Um, FIFA 21 for the... Yeah, they, they've, they've, they've usually got a little Brazilian French. samba kind of something in there, don't they? Um, and they, they mix it all up. They definitely mix it all up. I'd say that it's definitely it's def- definitely lacking diversity in terms of a sound. You used to be able to discover a whole bunch of indie tracks on FIFA, but yeah, someone mentioned it on Twitter. And when I went to have a listen, I said, oh yeah, it's really, it's really heavy on the... Uh, on the urban music. <laughs> so we've got, there's two soundtracks here. We've got a FIFA 21 soundtrack and a FIFA 21 Vault of Football soundtrack. The, the first one has 40 odd tracks on it. The second one has got 61 tracks on it. So 41 tracks on the FIFA 21 soundtrack. They always put on for UK rap in recent years and H is on there. Uh, I like his song. It's got like a catchy kind of do-do-do-do-do-do type of melody. And it's quite minimal. Um, Cardi B's on there. Uh, Buju Bantan is on there. Buju. Lot of mercy. You know what I mean? Loads of uh, names that I don't actually even know. Or, as great. you expect, they, they kind of have like a, a, a diverse amount of artists on there. Like you can see there's like some Spanishy type of uh, uh, reggaeton kind of, kind of tracks on there. Carlos Sadness, Bomba Estereo. These type of names, don't know who they are, but the, 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 when I listen to the soundtrack, there isn't a song where I think this is trash and I want to skip it. You know, it's good music, man. Mm-hmm. Um, do a leaper, yeah, man. Dope. Ice Kid. Ice Kid. Wow, there's a blast from the past. The Forgotten Man. Oh, what could have been? He was sick. He was. He was probably out of the three that Wiley brought through with Little D, Chipmunk, and Ice Kid. He was the one technically that was like amazing. Like, I mean, Lil hit and miss. He's good, very good. I've always liked him, but I think he's always sort of not been that consistent. And then, and he was always maybe like, he was he was in OGs, weren't he? But maybe not the best member. And then Chip has just been just steady, just getting better and better. So it's good to hear some ice cream, man. West London. Yeah, loads of UK rappers on this thing, man. Um, on the Volta one, I can see there's a track which looks like a bit of a uh, posse cart. Clips, Miss Banks, JK, Miss Dynamite. Oh, yeah, that is a big tune. I think the JK, Miss Dynamite one, I heard that in the summer. Um, that's big, man, that's big. Ooh, yeah. ooh. Oh, double. It Elba's got a track on there. I might have to play some Volta and check out this Volta soundtrack. Look <laughs> at that, J1. I'm taking your missus. Nah, brother, it's bent. Oh. That was shocking. That record is absolutely shocking. That tune was joke. It's cheeky. I man. enjoyed it thoroughly. Enjoy. Shocking, mate. Cheeky banter. Cheeky banter. Fair play to the lead part now. Oh, shit. I'm taking your missus. Nah, but I'm joking. But is he joking? <laughs> <laughs> it just Elba's got a track on there. Yeah, man, does music. He does, does everything. everything. Yeah, uh, mm. Big Zoo. Yeah. Hey, hasn't he got like a TV show now? Yeah, it's Big Zoo. He cooks. He cooks. Big Zoo's Big Eats on Dave. I saw like some little clips of it on, you know, when you're scrolling through Instagram and then you get a sponsored post. 
Yeah, my man cooking the fried chicken burger. Yeah, there you go, there you go, man. I, I remember you used that uh, very vocal when uh, the Grenfell Tower uh, thing uh, disaster happened. Uh, shout out to Big V, man. He's seemingly like a good egg punches you. Yeah, man. Uh, are you saying you used his recipe? Yeah, I saw one of those snippets from his TV show. I said, you know what, let me make, let me make this. And I followed the recipe, bro. I've made fried chicken a couple times. Wow. Good recipe still. So shout out to Big Zoo. See, I like following the recipes that big people in particular have. Um, you know what I mean? When someone's like a little bit above what their BMI should be, I kind of think to myself, you're eating good. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know what is going on in the So you, you have more belief in a fat taste bud? Boy, I just, I don't know. Like when I see, like coming from, I suppose coming from the background I came from mm. and, uh, you know, the aunties that were always cooking were always kind of like, you know, had a little bit extra on them. And, um, you know, maybe it's because the food that they're making tastes so good. Like, there's some naughty things in there. There's some sugar in there. Maybe there's a little bit of oil. fried food. You know, <laughs> there's a lot of oil. Yeah, some oil. You know, and it's tasty stuff. Like, I know the seasoning's going to be on point and all of this. Because um, fat people like to eat. You know what I mean? That's the, that's the concept, isn't it? They like yeah, it's eat. also the same thing. Like, you don't, you don't ever want to see a, a, an overweight PT. It's like, are you a personal trainer, bro? You should, if, you're, if you're a personal <laughs> trainer, are you not in better shape than me? I'm leaving. It's like a dentist with freaking cracked teeth. I don't, I don't want to see this. I need to have confidence that you can do it. But shout out to the, to, the, to, to the big community. There probably is one out there somewhere. Oh, 100% there is. They know techniques. They know about form. They don't do it themselves, but they can sure to show you how to do it. It's like football coaches. They're not all going to be Maradona. That reminds me of um, someone that tried to... He asked me to get involved in football coaching. And I was like, but how can I get involved in football coaching? Are you mad? And he was saying, look, what you do is you just, you, you, you come across, you pitch the idea of, okay, this is what I want you to do. And then you take the talented player and you say, show them, show them what I'm talking about. And then the talented player does it. And you're like, all right, now go and do the drill. And I was like, really? Can you just do it like that? But I would have thought if you're a football coach, like you might need to, you know what I mean? You sit the ball down and then you're like, all right, guys, this is what we're going to do. And then you flick it up and then you do two, two bits and you show them how it's done. You know what I mean? But I guess, I guess like there's another way to do it, man. Mm. Lots of different layers to being a coach and helping people, I suppose. Good man, man. You're good. You're, you're good with people like how, like uh, explaining things and supporting people. So there's a role for everyone. There's a role for everyone out there. I can't see myself being a football coach, man. Don't like that. You never know. Tactics, tactics. We can set up a team. Oh, I can't wait for this tier thing to stop where we can kick ball properly and the weather to get better. I was looking forward to football in the next few weeks as well. But anyway, I might have to go park and take a ball on my own and be that guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that waste, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, shooting, shooting, shoot, playing ball with no ball, like in uh, above the rim. <laughs> That's a classic scene. He ain't got a ball and he's still shooting hoops. Why, man? Because <laughs> it's Corona and people have got mental health issues and they can't lose their identity. That's why man are running around the park with no ball, pretending like they're still playing eleven aside. <laughs> two foot challenges to no one there and all that like, shouting and oh. <laughs> oh. right what else recovering how are we feeling 
I'm feeling good, man. Um, I I actually wish that I did watch a couple of things that I haven't watched properly. Oh like, yeah, TV. We got uh, Black, British, and Funny on. I watched that. Yeah, that was good. Channel Four on demand. Player, what's it saying? Um, I know it's um, it's uh, a comedy documentary led by Molded Comedian, and it's going to be looking at uh, comedy in the Black British community. Uh, what's, what's your take on it? I haven't seen it yet. I'll probably watch it tonight. Yeah. Emil, Ryan, have you seen it? Wait, what channel was it on? It's on Channel 4, 4 on demand. It'll be 4 on demand okay. now. So, no, yeah, I watched I, it. I haven't seen that. I watched it, I think, Friday night, uh, and I caught up with it. So basically, it's a document. It's basically Mo Gilligan talking to all the British comedians who came before him, uh, whether it be through the real McCoy whether it be through performing at Hackney Empire. What, one thing that did stand out was the importance of Hackney Empire in the community, uh, which is really important, and having that as a platform for showcases. Um, so, And they had uh, loads of comedians that we've grown up watching, either on TV, well, not that many on TV, but TV and in live shows. So that was really good. It was really funny. It was quite sad in a way, because they get this. Before Mo Gilligan had his comedy show, the last black British comedian to host a TV show was? Richard Blackwood. Yes. How long ago? Uh, two, no, almost 2000. Um, maybe 2000 and 2000. No, 98. Yeah, well, yeah, you're clo- yeah, around that time. 99. Wow. So mm. 20 something years gap between one comedian having his own show, talk show, comedy show, blah, 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 to now... Mo Gilligan having his, and if they were saying this was there's a massive issue in the gatekeepers, quote unquote, not only allowing one black British comic at a time to go through, um, and then even before Richard Blackwood, you had the real Des- no, what was before Real McCoy, then before that you had Desmond, and then before that you had Lenny Henry on his own in Tiz was or whatever it was, and even then that was a bit touch and go because people were going black with black, you know. Um, black faces and whatnot. So it's, it is worth watching for the history lesson for those that don't know. So everyone listening to the pod, I, I recommend it. Um, there are laughs in it because obviously comedy is comedy regardless of your colour. Um, so yeah, it's really worth watching, man. And big up Mo Gilligan. And I think K Knight had a song uh, on the show in the background. So, Cal, going back to what you're saying about getting your songs on playlists and TV, big up K Knight that had on there. So yeah, I recommend it. It's worth watching. And um, I'm just glad that I grew up at a time where I could go and watch black comedians in the in the community and and, and laugh with my mates and stuff because it's you know it's important it's funny good times it's worth well worth watching well worth watching it sounds it I think uh, what I'd like to see is what happens next man black history is cool but what about black future and I think mm-hmm. um. Mo is in a great position now to be able to make some things happen. In this age of video on demand, surely he can kick something off. He can he can yeah. have a platform for black comedy. Um and uh and you know, and I'm sure everybody will support that because these guys are absolutely hilarious. I'm sure everyone's following some black comedians on social media. Yeah. Maybe not everyone, but <laughs> I know us lot are. Um, funny you used to say that because they had they had um, Michael, they had Michael Dapper. Uh, Dapper in it. He was talking about his character, Big Shaq, 
It had AJ Squeezy. It had that whole, you know, that whole wave of YouTube online comedians mm. just before Mo Gilligan went viral with his um, company, you know. Uh, yeah. We like, the, we like the blood clot, Julie. Mm. Uh, so the future is is that mini chihuahua guy who's killing it, He's absolutely married. killing it with his videos. Yeah. Um, facing the news, I've, I've referenced her before. She's funny. Okay. People I'm are doing still, their own thing. I'm still waiting for a uh, roll safe to come back, man. What is going on with this guy? He's not coming back. He's gone. Nah, he's, not, he's gone clear, bro. He's he, he's got stuff. He's produced TV programs for the BBC. He's got a really funny comedy with him. Um, yeah, he's gone clear, man. He's oh, got... he's doing the stuff in the um in the background now. Uh, I, I think. Writing, producing, and starring in stuff. So, um, oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. He, yeah he, from that role safe sketch, he he went clear. Like he's gone clear. Like he did stuff in the theater, and he's done stuff. Uh, mm. He's built on from that. So he's definitely working. He's definitely. I haven't working. seen like since he done the uh, the role safe. I haven't seen him again. I just thought uh, I didn't know what was going on. Well, but I'm glad to see that you know he's doing his thing, man. But but I think we all know him and love him from role safe, and we kind of want to see more of that character. Um, I would love to see another season of Roll Safe come back, man. He he done he done the right thing in getting out. Yeah, I'll tell you that right now. Because otherwise you'll be typecast. Yeah, typecast as that character, and then you see him now, and he's he's bulked up. He's looking a lot more grown up. I think that was like a when he was a bit younger, um, and the stuff he's doing now is really good. I, I forget the name of the program, but there is stuff with him out there, and. Um, yeah, it's well worth watching. And also what was interesting, uh, they bring up the Ali G sketch uh, and they also bring up uh, Little Britain where the guy was like blacked up as a woman and sort of saying, you know, this is not a good, you know, this is piss takes basically. And so it's well worth watching. Everyone, I recommend it. So they're talking about blackface and all kinds of stuff. Yo, they're going in, man. They're going in. They are indeed. Um what else TV uh, Ratchet I watched I recommend Ratchet that is freaking amazing that's one of the best things on Netflix I've seen the way it's produced wow really good man like it's a it's, it's an ode to the nurse from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest um, yeah. and it's all it's all about this nurse working in this Hospital, like not a hospital, but like a psychiatric ward dealing with lobotomies in the 1950s and uh, murder mystery. It's really well stylized. Well, the music's good. You can sort of see how they've they've borrowed on Kubrick's work. Um, it's really good, man. And it's got it's got some uh, actors, some well-known actors in it. It's got one of the women from Sex in the City. It's got Jeffrey from Fresh Prince of Bel Air in it. Yeah, it's really good. Really, really good. Really good. So Ratchet is is sick. Yeah, I've heard good things. The trailer looks great. One of the series I was planning to start, um, now that I've finished with um, The Haunting of Blind Manor, it's on my top of, the, top of my list. So speak on that, is there any... Because like, I've saw the first episode. Uh, is it worth sticking with? Uh, it, it's all depending on your own personal taste. So I can't say 100%. It's not that... But what I will say is that I came into this with a certain level of expectation based on the haunting of Hill House, which was, which for me, one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. Um, It's 
Yeah, I recommend you go and watch it. <laughs> That's all. I recommend you watch Blind Manor. If you've seen um, The Hill House, um, alter your expectations. Because uh, The Hill House started off at a certain place and it's, 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 it's completely different. Um, yeah, interesting show. But go watch it. Make your own watch, mind up. Watch that watch first. What should, what should we watch first if we've not seen either? If we want to get scared and, and be... Hill House. Actually, yeah. actually, 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 actually. Uh, I'd actually say... No, Hill House. Hill House. Go watch Hill House. The Haunting of Hill House is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, but I plan to rewatch it before Halloween comes. Speaking of... the Yeah, so... In Ratchet, uh, Sarah Paulson, who's in Ratchet, is the main character. She also stars in um, some other horror, which is American, American Horror, horror Story. Story. Yeah, she's yeah. in American Horror Story as well. So if you like that, you'll like the actor Sarah Paulson. So yeah, uh, wicked. I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. I'm on half terms. So I'm gonna watch it in the day with the lights on, so I don't get shook. Mm-hmm. Good idea. Good idea. Um, something, something else I've been watching uh, The Bridge Channel 4's The Bridge Thoroughly enjoying it Comes on Sundays 9pm I watched it last Sunday Because my cousin Was pro- promoting it Heavily Because he works in TV And he was involved In the, make, the making of that show And yeah Great Absolutely great Basically A bunch of people Have to build a bridge To an island uh, Containing £100,000 And it was filmed during Corona, so they've been isolated, locked down. Uh, it's one of the few types of shows they can probably still do, reality shows, um, especially reality shows like The Circle as well. Everyone's locked in their own apartments anyway. Um, but yeah, definitely Channel 4, The Bridge, Sunday, 9pm. Watch it on 4OD or all 4, whatever it's called. Cool. Um I've watched some older things recently. Watch that, listen to you. I'm going to quickly go back to rap before I come back to film. Um, I actually recently saw a tweet, no, an Instagram post from Buster Rhymes talking about Stove God Cooks. And I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't check that out, you know. So that was, it was an album, a a rapper called Stove God Cooks, who signed to Buster Rhymes' conglomerate label. Mm -hmm. And he put out a project in about May of this year, produced by Rock Marciano. Yeah, we spoke about this about a f- few episodes ago. Yeah, it's a good album, isn't it? Did you, yeah. did you like it? Did you get ready Yeah, I, I remember you telling me to check it out, and I didn't check it out, and then I just saw this uh, <laughs> this post from Buster the other day, and then I downloaded it, and my goodness gracious me. Sickness. This thing absolutely bangs. Like... Wow, it's yeah. I don't know, Ryan. You're probably not gonna like it because you know you, you talk about us being like, you know, stuck in the nineties and all that kind of stuff in it. But uh, I don't say all that. I said you're grand boomers. Oh, sorry, you're hip hop boomers. Hip hop boomers. All right. Well, this is straight up New York, gritty New York street rap, like Rock Marciano and the beats. If you know about Rock Marciano, you know what his production is like. And the the, the the guy's name is Stove God Cooks, so you know he's just talking that cooking it up, cooking up crack on the stove kind of talk. Um, <laughs> and and it's just, it's just fucking dope. He's got a very unique vocal tone. Um, it's unmistakably him. And I like that in a rapper. When you just listen to someone, you're like, okay, this is a unique voice. Like, who's this guy? And his style, his style is all his own. There's no features on it, 12 tracks. 
He just does his thing. And I can see why there's no features. He don't need nobody in his joints. He's fucking dope. Um, so if anybody wants to check that out, it's called Reasonable Drought, which is like an ode to Jay-Z's classic album, Reasonable Doubt. Mm. Uh, kind of tapping into that chamber there. Um, so I've recently listened to that and also recently watched uh, a movie by Guy Ritchie called The Gentleman. So people might remember Guy Ritchie from uh, movies like Lock, Stock and Two, uh, Smoking Barrels, Snatch. You know, this guy that kind of boosted uh, Jason Statham and uh, Idris Elba kind of helped their careers to to blow up. It was literally his movies that made their careers blow up. People saw his movies and saw them and thought, oh, yeah, these guys are good actors. And then, you know, then they started to get work and get bigger and bigger from there. Um, but this this is another, like, for me, he maybe hadn't done so many great movies since then. Like, I thought that those were my favourite Guy Ritchie movies. And this is just another one of those, man. It's another snatch, lock, stock type of movie, The Gentleman. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but I've watched it recently. So it's not I've that seen new. It. It's not that new. It's a couple of years no, ago. No, no, it's about, uh, no, 2019, I believe. Okay. Yeah, great watch, absolutely great watch. Really enjoyed it. Um, another thing I've watched recently was the Playbook, which is a series on Netflix right now. Um, and I only watched the first episode, which it's kind of like a focus on coaching or management in sports. And the first mm-hmm. episode focused on Doc Rivers um, in the NBA, and I really loved this little. Th- thing that he, he brought in this mantra that kind of transformed the fortunes of his team. Um, I don't know if I should like talk too much about it because it might be spoiler territory. Um, but I, I like the concept. It's, it's like an African uh, philosophy that, that he brought in and it changed everything. It changed their whole fortunes and they started to live and breathe it. Um, and I, I, I just thought it was a beautiful thing. But that series looks dope as well. I think the next one focuses on a coach in uh, women's uh, football. And then I think Josie Mourinho's in there. And it's just going to go on and just focus on some prominent figures in professional sports. Um, So that looks a good watch. Um, And the last thing that I want to watch on my watch list is Life on Our Planet, the new David Attenborough. You always got to watch the new David Attenborough. Mm. Don't know if you guys have seen that yet. Not yet. No, no, no. I want to, yes. On the, on the, both of those actually funny enough on the, on the list. The coaching one and the legend that is David Attenborough. A million followers on Instagram. <laughs> and then some. Oh, ooh. Spitting Image. <laughs> if you can. Oh, is it any good? Get Spitting Image. Spitting Image is jokes, man. I've been enjoying myself thoroughly watching that. That yeah, TV that. show is hilarious, man. They get no one safe. No one safe. They're not cussing any side. Everyone gets it, which is, you know, I love seeing a non-biased hate. Yeah, good show. Lost the, lost the, lost the view, lost the see, man. That's good, man. Yeah. Right, what's next? What we could, wait, where's this question? This question tickled me. Oh man, I forgot all about that. Should we end with it? Let's end with it. Let's end with it. Go on. All right, before cool. we get on the question, uh, I just talked about Doc Rivers and in the NBA and the playbook. Uh, shout out to the LA Lakers for winning the playoffs. 
Um, mm. It's another ring for the big man himself, King James, LeBron James. Um, and um, yeah, this this question, like th- this question, was like uh, another sportsman. You know, you kind of follow the likes of Anthony Davis and. LeBron James, don't you? Like, you love your sports stars. You follow them. You see stuff popping up in your timeline. And mm-hmm. I just saw a conversation about um, Manuel Neuer, the uh, the Champions League winning goalkeeper of Bayern Munich. The world's best keeper. It was never David De Gea. World champion. Glittered. Like, his career is just mad. Like, he's won everything. He used to be the world's best keeper. No, he, he still, still is. Would you still put him Bro, did you see oh, how he played in, the, I, in, the, in last season's Champions League, including at, the final? At the moment, it's probably number two. It's probably um, Alisson and then Neuer, I'd say. Alisson, yeah. Alisson, well, yeah. Some people say Jan Oblak is the best as well. But based on last season's Champions League, when I was watching him, I don't think he had a better performance than uh, Manuel Neuer. Um, but um, fair enough. Whatever, you, whatever your belief is, he's obviously a top boy in professional sports. Um, and so I saw a little discussion uh, on my timeline about him and uh, what's going on in his personal life because he recently split up with his wife, which is a thing that happens in it, like relationships break down. All right, but four months later he's moved on. He's got himself a new girlfriend. It's like all right, cool. Um, but what made this discussion so interesting is he found himself a hot young nineteen-year-old, and he's actually thirty-four. And this discussion was wild. Like people were chipping in with all kinds of ignorance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just say ignorance, man. Well, some of it is ignorance. Some of it is like, like you know, insightful comments you wouldn't have expected someone to say that before. And I just thought it would be, it might be an interesting discussion. Like, like, what do you guys make of it? Is it like, is it wrong for an, an older man to date a younger woman? Can a thirty-four-year-old man date a nineteen-year-old woman? Well, one is. <laughs> I don't think it's a question of can. It's just will right. public morality allow for it? But it's all nonsense, bro. Is it controversial? No. I don't believe so at all. Um, They're adults. You know what I'm saying? You, by, by age of 19, you can join the army and go and die for your country, but you can't choose a boyfriend who is 30, in his 30s? I don't understand. Like, what's everyone getting at? It should, should, I, don't, I don't think the public should be so annoyed. Mm. Doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I mean, it, I, because I was so inspired by the discussion, I went and looked up an article. I found a bloody article in the Sun of all places talking about uh, this little scenario. But they were saying um, how she's in university, and you know she's played. She's like a, a handball player and all of this kind of stuff. And I just kind of thought to myself, like, you know, like it seems like he's found someone who maybe is potentially like him like she's she's maybe a very good sports player and so they get on in that way and you know she actually looks a bit like his ex-wife as well so clearly he's got a type like likes he's that just type of chick Ooh, um, for a younger model bro oh it's not overcomplicated it's not overcomplicated he's, he's been with a woman for how long and then he's seen a younger a younger thing and he's just he's just patting that up and she's there she's obviously seen like the goalkeeper the glitz and glamour, and then obviously there must be a bond there. But come on, <laughs> it's this—it's obviously it's obviously see what he's done, and I hope they're happy. There's nothing wrong with it, but she's she's probably getting a lot out of it. He's getting a lot out of it. They're happy. They're both they're both um, 
consenting adults, but he's just he's just done an upgrade. He's done, he's done a quick, quick upgrade. You know, I always... Both of you are on the same page. This is this is unexpected. I kind of I didn't say upgrade. I was not insulting. I, I <laughs> that he's um, a younger model. Well, well where you're on the page is you're both kind of saying they're both consenting adults. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, some people like you know, some of the public opinion is is like, no, nah, this is disgusting. It shouldn't be happening, and you know. And I wonder, like, is it is it to do with her age more than anything? Like, if it was, say, 10 years in the future and she was 29 and he was 44, would anybody have a problem with that? No, it's because, it, it's, it's because her age ends in teen. That's why everyone's rattled. Yeah. Uh, her age ends in teens, like, that really means anything. Um, when it comes to 18, 19, it's like you're, you're literally an adult. There's nothing else that you can say to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, and, the man, woman... Also, yeah, it's like taking advice, seem to be taking advantage of this. There are people's insecurities and hang-ups. It's, mm. it's, there's nothing wrong, you know. If anything, people could be saying, well, she's taking advantage of him. She could be a gold digger. Like, he's a millionaire. Mm. He's a legendary man. So I'm saying she's trying to do it for the clout. But so either way, still what you got to do, man. It, like people, people, people kicking off and worrying need to need to think about the bigger picture, man. There's a flipping pandemic. There's <laughs> there's idiots running the nations. There's mass unemployment. Talking about idiots <laughs> running the nation, I mean Boris Johnson has like a twenty year gap with his fiance, doesn't he? Something like that. So if if you if you scaled their uh, ages back to when his missus was a teenager, that would look mad. That might be something like she's 19 and he's 40. <laughs> We've been always talking about older men. You remember at school, Cal, all the girls in our year, all, all like the nice girls used to go for the guys that was at college or whipping. That was a bit, that was very shaky. That was very suspect, like in, in school. Very oh, nutty. Hang, hang on, hang on. So what's the difference there with what's going on with, with, with Noor and, and his new missus? Because... The, the age gap would have been different. Like, it would have been about five years between being in school, being like 15, 16, Nancy. and dating somebody that's 20, 21. It's Nancy, very Nancy, very Nancy. Like, if you're, if you're a big 19, 20, 21-year-old and you're, and you're, and you're getting the, 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 the buffest 15 and 16-year-old girl in the school, then <laughs> that's, that's, that shows that you've got no game and you're just a nonce, bro. No, yeah. you're not. If, if the girl's 16, you can do it. Uh, if the girl's 16, but, all right. If the girl's 16, all right, all right. But if she's 14, 15, then... Yeah, those, those, those 14, 15, 8 numbers are, are the wild. That's... that's there's no one's... No even, one's, 16's no one's... A bit, even 16 at school's a bit touch and go, though, wouldn't you say? Nah, because it's not illegal. It's not illegal. It's, it's, that, when, you're, when it's illegal, that's when it's the issue. If it's not, shit, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... All right, so being the age of consent and being an adult is two different things, right? 100%. So, if you've passed the age of consent and you're 16, you're still mm. not an adult yet, are you? Mm. So, is that where the controversy lies? Where maybe you're an adult at 18, but you're close to still yeah, have gone the past the age of, ex- of, of consent. Yeah, that's it. Still not having that much life experience. Still maybe being seen as maybe being naive and somebody who could be manipulated. It doesn't make it right. Like, in, in, in that regard, I think 19, she's at uni, she's like, you know, but... 14, 15, 16. No, forget 14, 15. That's all statutory. All right, 16, saying, 16. So you're basically saying that you, they, should, they should raise the 
age of consent to 18. That's what I'm saying. They do. Well, they, in, in some things, they do. If you're in education the, and you're with a, a, a young person, they have to be of 18. If it's, They can't be 16 because you'll be seen as um, grooming them or, you know, someone they confide in. So teachers, I think, definitely secondary school teachers, the age for them to get with people is 18, mm. as far as I know. But, yeah, boy. It's, 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 I don't know, man. You guys are making it sound like it shouldn't be so controversial and, and it should be just calm, but some people do have a hang-up over it. Um, personally, I'm, I'm kind of like on the same page with you. Like, I do think, you know, it is a man and a woman, you know, it is what it is. Years gone by, come on, man, we know, like, societies of yesteryear, uh, women and arranged marriages, uh, it wouldn't even be women, it would be girls, innit? it would be, like, teenage girls, fully, like, 14, 15 getting promised to marry like men that are like grown like in their 30s and 40s and stuff and and it was just a normal thing um and it still happens in some cultures today it's just i suppose where we live it's not the done thing so maybe people can frown upon it but it's still it's still very common in some cultures it might just be in germany that's quite a common thing that they do over there as well fam the age of consent yeah is 14 in spain uh, Italy, Ooh. no, not Spain. Spain is sixteen. Oh, France. France is fifteen. Ooh. Um, Germany's fourteen. Oh, look at that. Um, fam. In it's only it's only eighteen in one country. Uh, and I'm looking at the map and I'm trying to get my geographical. I think that might be Turkey. The way it's it's lined up. Um, I, thought, I think most men would look at it as ratings, isn't it? Like if a man. Yeah. Man pulls himself a hot young chick. You think to yourself, it's good for you, man. 18 in Turkey, but everywhere else is young. Yeah, no, listen, it's... Hey, listen, it's all laughs and jokes until we have a daughter. <laughs> 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 then it's worries and problems, uh, isn't it, when she's hey. 16. Listen, man, with a laugh and joke until it's not a laugh and joke in matter, so... Well, you man are on this fathering thing. From I'm a father of them. From that perspective, like, how... Would there be any any like resentment from you if your daughter ended up getting with a much older man? No. No. Well, at what age though? What age are we talking? No. Oh, no. Just like like using the scenario in mind, she's like say nineteen and then. Oh no, no. She does what she wants. She's an adult, isn't it? You just got to try and you 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 obviously then as a man make sure you're in the life of your child and then be that positive role male positive male role model so then they're not looking for that love and affection and attention in other men because that's what happens with a lot of these scatty girls and women over the time they ain't got a man in their life or a dad in their life or so they're looking for they're looking for it off off mm. <laughs> for that, 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 that replacement it. where that's yo don't hold back English huh? don't hold back man <laughs> why should he it's his podcast why should I say I say what a frrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
it goes it goes deep the psyche of it. So when you have a daughter, she's of an age, she's she's an adult. She she needs to learn to make these decisions and mistakes on her own. Not saying it is a mistake, obviously, but <coughs> but yeah, if, if they're young, fourteen, fifteen, you start thinking, boy, you have to school them about the predatorial nature of men and women, mm. but mainly. I saw a meme the other day about, um, I know the other day, it's a couple of weeks ago. It was a joke about, uh, from a woman saying, how are guys out here asking you to call them daddy when they ain't taking care of you like, like your daddy? Like they ain't paying your rent, they ain't buying you a car, they ain't doing shit. <laughs> men, men shouldn't be doing that anyway. Women should be doing that for themselves, man. Get the fuck out of here. Like, I mean, like, why, like, that whole culture of, oh, you should be looking after me financially. What? <laughs> like, what, why? Like, what have you done to deserve that? Do you know what I mean? You should be looking after yourself first. It's the 21st century now, isn't it? Mm, yeah, well, unfortunately. Unfortunately, but, yeah, it's interesting, the whole concept of that. So, what are we saying? I, we don't think it's wrong for Noya to do his thing, obviously. Nope. And we don't to think do it's wrong for thing. the girl, but... I yeah, think what's important is intentions... And, you know, like, obviously, if there's an older man that just wants to bang like a younger chick, then that, that's not really very respectable, is it? But if it's like, you know, a man's going to be respectable and, you know, trying to trying to make her the wifey. Because I think older men, like, will be generally trying to settle down, innit? So if an older man does get with a younger girl, he might be finding one where he thinks, you know what, you could be the one for me, you could be the wifey. Um, and, uh, and it could just work. It could work nicely for both. Because the the younger girl gets a guy that's experienced and, and knows a thing or two about the world. He's not going to be like one of these younger boys just messing around and doing dumb shit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, mutually beneficial relationship, you know what I mean? Mm. I got a problem with it. That's it, that's it. All right, how are we feeling for time? I need to go and sort out my, my lunch, feed my wife. Um, what is that? Cooking? I don't even know. Sounds like someone's cooking. Absolutely. Chopping some carrots, getting that Sunday dinner cracking. Exactly. Don't read too much into it. Well, yeah, it's the, with that being mentioned, I'm actually hungry. I've got uh, some food in the oven, so I'm going to go tuck in myself. What is it? What's in the oven? Uh, it's just a dead munch, man. You know what I mean? So I've just got like some. Greg's pasties from Iceland. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. I got that as well. Okay. Well, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe for later, I could have a, a more of a traditional Sunday dinner. But I doubt it. It's not really in the plans. I'll probably just throw something, uh, grab something else from the freezer, and throw it in the oven. All right. As long as you have your your plate cleaned. <laughs> your one plate and your one cup, <laughs> <laughs> like his prison or something. <laughs> One. That's a good system, though. But if you had guests and stuff, it'd be a bit difficult to do. No, I've never eat with their hands out and pot. People, I think people should be house proud, and people should have a nice set of uh, of dining. Um, a nice. Would you even call it a dinner set? Dining set. Yeah, yeah. Um, crockery and dinner set, and yeah, with, yeah. It's important. You break it out with a with a special guest. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, Everyone else gets paper plates. <laughs> yeah, nice posh, got a nice set of posh glasses. And I remember when I was a kid, 
when it was like Christmas, we used to bring out the really nice fancy plates for Christmas dinner and stuff like that. Um, you know, um, it just makes it feel special when you're having that meal. Why not? 100%, 100 yeah. on that note, on that note, thank you for listening. I'm Ben English. I'm Cal Sirius. Ryan. Episode 80. Here's to another 80 more over the years. Yeah. Week man. At Beer at Bants. It's a Sunday. So it's been a slow one today, but it's been good, man. It's been a good pace, guys. Well done, man. Appreciate your talking, energy. Cool, cool. debate at the end right I'm gone peace bye bye